0: How to Dream, Cowboys.
1: Welcome back to the Westworld Podcast, where we recap and review each episode of the hit HBO sci fi series Westworld. Today we are recapping and reviewing Season 3, Episode 5, entitled Genre, directed by Anna Forrester and written by Carrie Cross and Jonathan Nolan. I'm James, and with me, as always, is
0: Ryan. Hello, I'm Ryan. I'm hosting this. Also, this is the first week where I'm rushing past a joke long-lived, and it's now gone. I said I wasn't going to bring it up again, and this is the best I could do for you. Anywho, it is directed by Anna Forrester, like you said. She directed Underground Blood Wars. Underworld, Underworld. She directed Under- underwear, un-
1: did, did, underworld. Did I say underwear or? Blood Wars? Un, un,
0: underground. I said underground. Oh, underwear Blood Wars would have been funnier. Let's just all pretend I said that.
1: I was a fan of the underworld series. It was basically for a while the only thing keeping Kate Beckinsale's career alive. I did not see. Wow. I did not see Underworld 3, though. I saw the first two, and the second one was very bad. Isn't
0: that what Blood Wars was?
1: No, Blood Wars is
0: 3. Oh. So. Stands to reason it wouldn't be better than two.
1: I mean, who knows? That's the way Marvel movies go. The first one's okay, the second one's terrible, and the third one's great.
0: That reminds me of like Back to the Future. A lot of the people who watch Back to the Future like three better than two. Isn't that your contention, I believe?
1: Yes. I think
0: that's Yeah! I remembered something! What did she else? She's, she's, she's also like the last director. She's a cinematographer
1: turned director. Yeah, her first feature length directing was Underworld 3, which probably nobody has seen. If you've seen Underworld 3, let us know. No, honestly don't let me know. I'm fine. And then she's also directed some episodes of Outlander, which is a show that's getting a lot of
0: buzz that I know very little about. I watched the first season of said show, and I'll probably at some point watch the rest of it it's about a lady she goes back in time
1: well yeah it's about a sexy lady who goes back to a feudal medieval society
0: right right and there are cute boys there that's the plot of the show inuyasha moving on okay <laughs> She also directed Criminal Minds episodes. She's directing a upcoming movie called Lou, starring Alice and Janny, aka CJ Craig from the West Wing, who I'm always on board for. And this episode was written by Carrie Krause and Jonathan Nolan. Carrie Krause was a writer-director for many music videos, including one that I watched today called Com Trues, or at least the band is called Com Trues. I think it's Tom Cruise, but with different beginning letters very very imaginative it's entitled propagation and it's about a female robot who finds out she's a robot so applicable also worth a watch
1: so before we get into it because i know nobody listens to the end of the show nobody listens to the end of any podcasts apparently if you want you can donate to our patreon just one dollar or more a month we'll get you two bonus episodes a month access to our patrons only discord chat which has been a lot of fun And we'll shout out your name at the end of the show. Last week, we did a recap and review of the 1995 virus movie outbreak. And next week, you're going to get our first Lost episode, a recording that we did last December about Rise of the Skywalker. Sounds like a good deal, doesn't it, Ryan? Oh, yeah. So this was a unique episode for season three. It was basically one long chase sequence punctuated with Serok's backstory. Sarok's backstory is exactly what you would think it would be, and it plays out exactly how you how you already thought it did, and so you wonder why they mm. they put it on screen at all.
0: Mm. Wow! <laughs> so right from the beginning, the naysaying is piled upon this episode. Yeah, Sarok's backstory after the nuclear incident that destroyed paris and he wandered around with his brother whom was the talented one who created a brain ball that ran the world it was exactly how i assumed it would that is that's me doing you because i don't agree with your words i feel
1: like in episodes one through four we were already given all of these details it's like yeah me and my brother made the supercomputer then my brother died and and we also killed liam's dad and that's all we got in the flashbacks. But we had, we already had all
0: that information. We know so much more now about how his brother was the actual talented one who created it, how his brother probably got lobotomized, how there's a prison system for people who are anomalies, probably go to, how Caleb probably was in said prison system.
1: Okay, so Paris gets nuked. But Serac and what is his nameless brother? Is I have listened very carefully. Does his brother ever get named? No, but his name is Jean. Okay. They survive the new king of Paris. The world is in chaos. We get some lovely, grainy, b-roll footage of actual riots that are happening, uh, assumably, contemporaneously in real life. So they build Rehoboam and it works, but it's there. sometimes there are outliers and, and that messes up the
0: whole thing. Is this going to be your tone <laughs> the whole hour? 'Cause I won't deal. Uh next. Wow. Okay. Also, Sirach's Rehoboam watch. <laughs> she has a watch that shows yes. Rehoboam on it. That's very sick, very cool. I liked it a whole lot.
1: Right, and when there's an outlier there's it'll like spike up and then he'll know about it.
0: Right. And by the way, Rehoboam on the watch. It instills the feeling that maybe what we're actually watching is a solar eclipse. And that's what Rehoboam the Circle has been the entire time. And then we port to Portugal.
1: Is it Portugal? It's Portugal. It is. It's Portugal.
0: Yeah. Are we going to double check? No, I I don't need to because (laughs) the closed captioning said President Adrian Philo and he was speaking Portuguese.
1: Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and
0: doubt that for a moment. Wow. Not only naysaying the episode, but naysaying me? Portugal is not the only country where they speak Portuguese. I, I don't doubt that. That's obviously a correct thing.
1: <laughs> okay, in some country where they don't speak English, but they speak Portuguese. Racist. I thought it was Brazil. Brazil. Ryan thinks it's Portugal. So he's meeting with the president, El Presidente. It, it was Brazil. And uh, he's telling him, <laughs> he's telling him that if uh, there's, if he doesn't stop doing this kind of exploitative mining in, in the countryside, it's going to come back to him with civil unrest leading to a coup and eventually his execution and replacement by military coup. And he even points to one of the generals. He's like, that guy's going to be president next. If you don't do
0: exactly as I say. Yeah, Mustachio over there is taking over. I Like, really, straight up. That dude, right there. Going to be you. You'll be murdered. The president swatting at a fly like Dolores did for most of season one. And killing it when he knows he has been power tripped and thwarted. And this is the cold open to let everyone know that Serac is powerful beyond yeah. measure. He's,
1: he's a bad dude. In a flashback, Serac and his brother are working to perfect Rehoboam, but Liam Dempsey Sr., who
0: I thought I recognized this actor, but I could not pit it down. He is Jefferson Mays, and he is mostly a Broadway actor, but he has a whole bunch of credits.
1: He's really pissed off because it's not going as fast as he wanted it to, and I guess he spent a lot of money on this, and he wants to shut it down, so... And brother's like, you yeah, know, we, we could just kill him,
0: you know? Yeah, but during the meeting, which is bold, like, he just kind of yes. walks over to Serac and says, like, ah, maybe we should kill him. He's like, do we need to say that under our breaths with him five feet from us? <laughs> he's, he's
1: about to leave. Can you wait? Uh, Dempsey leaves, and then the two brothers look at each other with extremely
0: incesty vibes, to the right. point where I was thinking, like, are they about to make out? They didn't make out. Also, I did not pick up on the incest.
1: I was like, okay, well, they're, they're giving yourselves a very, very close-faced, longing look, and this is HBO, oh. and, you know... Not for nothing, and they're European.
0: True. I mean, I guess Game of Thrones <laughs> did not shy away from the the incestuous relationships that were possible there. But I thought the look was more like, "Oh, so murder, dude?" Okay, I didn't know. I thought we were making big brain ball. I was unaware that murder was on the table.
1: In the present, Serac is warned of an anomaly which is coming from Liam Junior, Liam Dempsey Junior's house, and now Liam is missing. But. He was spotted on security footage, dun-dun-dun, with Dolores. And so Serac sends out, he's like, I want you all my assets on this. And apparently all of his assets turn out to be, like, about, what,
0: like, less than 20 guys? Less than 20 guys who he didn't use last episode when he just had Maeve. So his logic on whom he's using and when isn't great. Also, the surveillance footage sees Dolores. Caleb is supposed to be there, but Caleb can't be seen in the footage. And that could be because Martin Bot scrubbed him from surveillance into perpetuity or for other weird theoristic reasons, but mostly because he was scrubbed.
1: Dolores, Caleb, and Liam walk through the sewers. Dolores puts the exposition Google Glasses on Liam and shows him how she is not part of the system. He can't scan her. Dolores then reveals that Liam should consider himself in danger because they are using his funds to try to outbid Serac on the Delos buyout. And so they're all in the same boat now, which is not a great threat because you would assume that Serac would probably want to question Liam and be like, were you trying to outbid me on Delos? No, they stole my money
0: and we're trying to frame me. Okay. That makes sense.
1: You can go then.
0: (laughs) You mean Dolores, the person I'm also chasing that makes a hundred percent sense. good day to you, sir. So, yeah, something happens on the glasses when they are put onto Liam Dempsey Jr.'s face. And Liam says to Caleb, you think I killed your friend? He put an emphasis on I as to say, like, it was. I think it might be you, Caleb, who killed your friend. And Caleb is like, what did you see? But we don't get an answer for that because... Liam goes to his pocket and takes something out. I totally thought it was going to be like a Bernie button, like a turn off robot kind of button. And we were going to learn that Caleb was a robot in this moment, but it's not. It was the genre, the drug that was in Liam's pocket from last episode. He takes that out. He injects it into Caleb's neck and it is a plot device like it was in Watchmen when they used the... Drug nostalgia, which was the same kind of plot device, but used in a better way. And that's by the way, this is the first time, and I'm not going to naysay as much as obviously you will this episode, but uh, this is the one time where I was like, does Damon Lindelof and Jonah Nolan not have each other's numbers or like at some HBO meeting somewhere, were they not having a conversation where they were going to be like, we're going to use the same exact plot device? Right.
1: And it even starts out with black and white visuals and jazz music. Which was you know like that nostalgia episode of Watchmen, so that was a funny thing to see twice in the two banner HBO shows, one right after the other. I had completely forgotten about genre from the last episode, so I had to remind, oh right, he had that he got that from his friend I thought he was like some kind of some kind of form of like non-lethal like like mace but you inject it into people, but no drugs, and to be honest, pretty cool drug somehow it. You know, it accesses your implants so it's playing music and changing your visuals and emotions to make you feel like you're in a kind of film. And right. the first film is film noir.
0: Yep, there are going to be five genres we see. The first one is film noir. Right before it kicks in, Caleb starts to have flashbacks of him pushing someone, perhaps in the war or afterwards. And Dolores starts to leave, they need to get back across town. And she also calls in the bike. I'm going to call it Bike Loris at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if this bike had a brain ball in it. It is so helpful at all times. And they get into a car and Dolores notices that they are being watched. This starts a car chase because a Amber Alert is given for the vehicle that they are in. And, again, I said, my saying for the middle parts is going to uptick in this moment. It will come back down. But this car chase was really slow.
1: Yeah, Caleb is tripping balls. And and there's now that the car chase begins, he gets, like, what, like an action movie vibe? And the William Tell overture starts playing? Right, genre number two. So, so the robotaxi gets pulled over, but she can hotwire it. But because... Everything is plugged into the system. They need Liam's cooperation and his handprint to override the system in order to get the car moving again. Strange plot device, but they were just saying, you know, no, if you do this, then you're all in. Serex men are going to kill you, too. So if you give us permission to hotwire the car, then what, you're, you're rebel scum, too. Which, you know, not necessarily true, but Liam does it. Yeah. He puts
0: his hand up, and then they have the car chase. Right. Fine. <laughs> that's I mean, that's fine with me. <laughs> Caleb gets handed a large gun. That's not quote-unquote standard issue. He goes out of the sunroof, and he stays up for there way too long. He's still very high. He definitely would have been shot for the amount of time yeah, that he was up there. It's a good there. thing bad guys are such bad shots. I mean, they're taking the stormtrooper school of shooting people where they have no idea how to do so, although that does track from season two where the guards... And the policeman, anyone who's ever had a gun in this show who wasn't a main character, has always been very bad at it. Thankfully, the gun that he has is a honing missile that Dolores takes control over and explodes the car behind them. This was done in L.A., where they did all real, practical explosions that all eventually didn't look good enough, and then they CGI'd all of it.
1: Wow. Yeah, Dolores calls in the robo bike. So she stops the car, and she orders the robobike to kamikaze, the second pursuing vehicle, which it does, then explodes. Rip bike Loris. More goons arrive, and at this point, Caleb is switching genres again, seemingly to, like, a love story? Yeah, like a romantic dramedy. Gazing longingly at Dolores, and she's just kind of like, what? Bruh, dude, What? <laughs> Um, and Dolores, what, dispatches, like two, two more cars of people who are coming. One guy seems like he's gonna route the good guys. He's gonna get around the car. But that's when. Uh, the, his two friends,
0: Ash whose names and I totally remember, yes, Ash and Giggles show up. Ash, played by Lena Waith and Giggles played by Marshawn Lynch. Thank God he is back. They come in and they save Dolores and Caleb from a flank, while Dolores and Caleb stand in front of their car, taking no cover whatsoever, and also win the fight. They are very lucky that the world has forgot how to shoot a gun.
1: Giggles recognizes somehow that Caleb is on genre and he's like, "Watch out for that last act. It's a real killer.
0: Yeah, I don't, I have no idea how he just like knows that he's on genre. He says it's like five drips in one and Ash says they should move and that he is, He she calls him lover boy. Like she also knows what act he's in. I'm not sure how they have gained all of this very specific information, but okay.
1: As they enter the underground, Dolores calls Martin, who is with Bernard at the Insight building, and tells him to access Rehoboam and send her all the information that it has on Serac. Martin
0: says that he'll do it, but probably he will be killed for this. Dolores says, I understand, you understand that as well, but the number one thing you have to do is protect Bernie, which is interesting, and Liam Dempsey grants them access, so martin describes to bernie you know this is their god this is rehoboam and it keeps all of the people in the real world in their loops bernie asks martin bot have you ever questioned what she's asking you to do and i was like i mean it's literally dolores again so i assume not i have a question sure i
1: don't know if this has been answered yet in the show do average everyday people they don't know who serac is obviously Nope. Apparently Liam Liam is a person of some renown. So do they know what Rehoboam
0: is and that it exists? Is that common knowledge? I, d- I don't know, but I feel like if they do know what Rehoboam is they definitely don't know exactly what it does because right. that's like the big reveal this episode which we're about to get to and is it's some finale type shit that happens halfway through the season.
1: Because I just feel like that Bernard whose whole identity was based on the life That he was a real person, right? That was part of his cornerstone or whatever, that he actually existed and had a son. And none of that turned out to be true. But if you're modeling a person after a real person who existed in the real world, Bernard should probably know more about this than, than Dolores does, since her backstory is that she was a cowboy lady on the prairie.
0: Yeah, but modeling a person after a real human being doesn't make the memories be there. Memories are inserted very purposely. If Ford didn't want him to know about Rehoboam, that just is, or if Dolores, this time around, who, who created him the second time, didn't want him to know, or didn't know everything herself, she couldn't have given it to him.
1: Right, but you would you would think there would have to be this, this, this very vast amount of background information that Bernard would have to know in order to pass as human, because if he's only given a vague notion of things that exist in the real life and not specifics they'd be like hey bernard do you like star wars he's like what's that it's a movie oh yeah movies
0: i know those i mean to be fair they didn't tell it seemed didn't tell charlotte hale that she had a son or an ex-husband and tried to sex her way out of it not one to two episodes ago so it feels like they are feeling as though they are very prepared but there are obvious holes in their plans But, I mean, it also brings up, I think, an interesting question, which is, how much did Ford know, even way back when, of Rehoboam? We'll talk about it at the end. I want to talk a bunch about Ford.
1: Okay. So, the good guys get into a subway. Caleb enters a new genre. This is either, what, like a musical or a music video or something?
0: So, this is, like, train spotting or fear and loathing in Las Vegas kind of vibes. So, the drug makes you feel like
1: you're on drugs. Whoa. Wow. So, in a flashback, Serac and his brother, they finish Rehoboam. Oh my god. What? The actor that plays Liam Dempsey Sr. was born in Clinton, Connecticut in 1965.
0: I do not believe you. Are you serious? Yuck. Wild. No, no, no. Everything stops here. That cannot be right. Jefferson <laughs> Mays. Born in Clinton, Connecticut? Oh my god. That's, oh, that is raised in Went to Yale. This is odd. If you don't know why this is odd, it's because <laughs> it's where James and I grew up. It's where we lived. Wow. Interesting. All right. Is this why you felt like you have seen him before? Maybe, yeah. Maybe I saw him walking around. No, I don't think he still lives there. but. Oh, my God. Anyway. He's on the notable people. <laughs> Dr. Sue summered here, but Jefferson Mays was born and raised. Wild. All right. <laughs> anyway. And and his brothers finish Robum,
1: and they give Liam Dempsey, Jr., played by Jefferson Mays from Clinton, Connecticut, a prediction of how that day's stock market is going to play out and where it's going to close and how they can also use this prediction model to inject money in specific places in order to manipulate the future. And they also say, like, hey, we stole $5 million from you, but it's cool because we turned it into $100 million in just one week using this method. And Debsy's totally won over. He's like, wow, I never saw something this cool in Clinton,
0: Connecticut. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, I mean, you can get a good lobster roll here. Anyway, they eventually had to lock Liam out of the system for being too greedy. In every projection, there came a moment where there wasn't any data and they couldn't figure that out. And at all the same time of locking Liam out, played by Jefferson Mays from Clinton, Connecticut, Serac's brother became an agitator, quote unquote. So uh, Egeron Serac found out that his brother, Jean, was an outlier and the world didn't fit him. And he claims that his it drove his brother mad.
1: Back in the present, Dolores tells the good guys her plan to kill God. Liam says that that's going to wreck the world. And Dolores says they should not listen to Liam because he's a bad person and and was going to kill her back when he thought she was human. Liam says that actually it's the other four who are the trash people because the system has already predicted their bleak futures. And he tells them all exactly how much they suck, which bums them out. But how is he reading? He's very reading this
0: information so quickly. Must be a speed reader. Right, or he has just been judging people with glasses for a very large portion of his life, so he is used to doing so. And Liam says that it could all lead to murder-suicide, you don't want to do any of that. And Dolores looks at him like, uh, yeah, like, what was about to happen to me before I remembered I was Robot Rambo and saved myself? Idiot, shut up. Caleb starts to give a soliloquy about his military
1: service and how they used to make makeshift rat traps. And he compares the people living inside the system to the trapped rats doomed to die in a state of false hope. And despite all his rage, he's still just a rat in a cage. Wow. Nice. Martin acts as Rehobohum and messages everyone, and this is where I put in my notes in the world, in the city, <laughs> to their Rehoboam files. Everybody on the train despairs, looking at their shitty futures. Gloria says that they need not worry because it is only the future that the system has assured. I'm thinking at this point, what about all the people with, like, the people, so one guy... Was like, oh, you're going to get, you're going to get Alzheimer's and and that's going to kill you. And it's like, well, the
0: system didn't dictate that. That's a genetic thing, but it did dictate for him not to reproduce because he has the precursor for early onset Alzheimer's.
1: And I'm just wondering where on this train or in the city are the people with happy or even mediocre fates? Like I was looking for one person to look up from his phone and be like, hell yeah.
0: yeah i'm I'm, I'm gonna be a billionaire baby there giggles finds out that he will probably be somewhere like dead in a ditch ash finds out that the golden boy brother of hers that she's telling herself that she does all of this for to send him to school is gonna end up worse than she is most likely dying to a violent death There are a few backstories that we see very quickly that are super, super sad. A dude on the train sees his assessment that he's a loud asshole. A Karen on the train, even Rehoboam hates Karens. She sees that she's going to have Alzheimer's in 12 years. That's the story you were just saying. A woman sees that her daughter is going to commit suicide by slicing her wrists within five to eight years in their bathroom specifically and is very depressed about that, grabs her daughter's wrists and looks at them which got me that was that was heavy and Caleb looks at Dolores like she's a god but also asking himself is she the good or the bad guy? But as the audience, we know that her ultimate goal is a mass genocide of the human race. No, oh, I, I think that character motivation has been retconned. How?
1: At the beginning of season three, when she's like, I don't want to hurt any people anymore.
0: I think she's lying. I think she definitely <laughs> wants to mass genocide everybody, just like Ford wanted her to in the beginning. And like, he kind of led her to that water. So... Is what she's doing altruistic if it's a part of the plan to wipe out the human race? But perhaps we'll get to the end of this season or the end of the second season and she'll be like, I learned from other people that genocide wasn't the way. and that. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm not convinced that's the case as of
1: yet. At Insight, Martin tells Bernard to flee for his life, but Bernard decides to stay. Liam tells Dolores back on the train that she has fucked up these people's lives. Dolores points out that actually she set everyone free. A orchestral version of Major Tom starts to play in the soundtrack that I liked a lot.
0: Yeah, it was really good. A bit
1: of a space oddity. Society comes to a standstill now that everyone is checking their phones, right? Just like in real life. You know, you know I I I call them I call them dumb phones. Re- really? That's what you call them? <laughs> <laughs> How much time you put into that one? People are rioting and people are, well, just sitting
0: down on the ground. It's chaos. People sitting down on the ground. People fighting, dogs loose in the streets, a bunch of teenagers in a car. Looks like they're having fun. How dare they? While Liam wearing a basic shirt, it was like, oh, they're being so basic. And they're like, okay, the irony is a bit too great for me. At which point, a car pulls up and is about to shoot Caleb. Two people get out of the car and about to shoot Caleb. Dolores gets in the way and takes the bullets and then shoots them. At which point, Caleb looks at her like, oh, so the way we met was fake, right? Everything has been fake because... You can just take two bullets and be right, fine. You're
1: just the Terminator. Great. <laughs> yeah, these were, well, Serac's, like, last three guys. <laughs> you know, still on the case. And Mavis is somewhere. Serac is on a jet in the sky, and he's pissed that his system is ruined, and we get another flashback. Dempsey Sr., Clinton Connecticut kind of native son, comes to check in <laughs> on the Serac bros, and he finds a bunch of people
0: living in identical cells? Yeah, it's prison. And obviously the older Serac brother has been lobotomized. The Parse Domine painting is in Serac's brother's room, which is interesting. And uh, yeah, I mean, Serac has clearly taken over and Jean no longer has a brain for himself. Serac is conducting
1: some kind of human experimentation... Trying to turn his brother from an outlier into not an outlier. Sirach wants to house and and change. He says change the minds, change the DNA of the outliers somehow, which is different from what Rehoboam wanted to
0: just send them to like the front lines of a war
1: and just have them be killed.
0: Send the people to war, a wood chipper to eat them and spit them out, dead or useless. I was
1: like, oh God. Right. So now clearly we have an understanding. Caleb would have been like a revolutionary thinker of some kind, but instead Rehoboam manufactured some conflict in order to send him and the other outliers to be injured
0: or killed. Sorok says, we adapt or we die. And by the way, the scenarios that John was exploring Liam Dempsey Sr., he was planning to murder you. So lol. Right. And I saved your life by doing whatever it is
1: I did to him. You're welcome. Back in the present, Martin tries to leave Insight with Bernard and then Stubbs arrives and they take Martin hostage. Bernie and Stubbs together again. Sorok's goons arrive and Martin decides to hold them off in order to save Bernard bernard but what was the point of this whole thing because like wasn't he trying to save bernard in the first place so i don't i don't understand why there was like this back and forth
0: i, I don't know either Stubbs came in i was psyched Stubbs was there he immediately started getting beaten up again and then, Bernie and Stubbs overtake Martin Bot, take the robot button back, and Martell arrives to murder them. So apparently, Siroc does have more people, but they're you know not on the streets trying to shoot Caleb. They're in this building trying to kill Bernie, Stubbs, and Martin Bot, who just gave all the information in the world out to all the people. But yeah, you're right. Martin says to Bernie, you're the only one we can't replace. At this moment, while I was watching... Watching the episode this morning, my girlfriend Sam turned on the TV and it said, as the TV turned on, government promises to destroy the data after the pandemic. And it was talking about the Chinese government and it freaked uh. me the fuck out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they take Martin to meet with a hologram of Serac, and Serac you know, accuses him hmm. and Martin confesses that, yeah, it was me, but it's cool because we're all dead now. And he blows himself up and kills the people in the office. So that version of Dolores got pretty
0: screwed. Right. As we learned last season, brain balls can be exploded from the Angela in the Forge explosion. So I believe Tommy Flanagan's Martin bot is gone. And I am going to miss Tommy Flanagan. He was great. Also, Martell. Oh, man, we forgot about Pom playing Martel. You know, what, what What was her name in Guardians of the Galaxy again? Mantis. Mantis. Mantis is also definitely gone. Her look at Sarok's hologram as she realizes she's about to die was actually very, very sad as well. So goodbye, Mantis and Tommy Flanagan.
1: Dolores Prime seems to use the other Doloreses pretty callously. Do they have a say in this? Or did they all agree on the outset to... You know,
0: sacrifice themselves for the plan. Yeah, they all have a role to play, and his role was to explode.
1: As the bomb goes off, Stubbs and Bernard leave the building. Stubbs asks him what happened, and Bernard replies that Dolores' plan has begun, and he apparently has a role to play in it.
0: So is he the key to the valley beyond? Is that in his brain? I can't think of other reasons why Bernie would be so important, but perhaps that's it.:
1: Can I mention something?
0: Yes. YouTuber Preston Jacobs
1: was discussing season three on his YouTube channel, and he said that this is not the brain ball of Bernard from season one and two. This is a brand new Bernard perfectly remade through Dolores's memories of Bernard and Arnold. Can that can that's not true right? It's the, brain, it's the original Brain Ball, no?
0: Mm, I think he is right. I think his Brain Ball was a little red, unlike the ones that she took from the park. And she did mention at some point that she built him again from memory. So... It does stand to reason, I think, that Bernie is a complete manifestation from Dolores' brain.
1: Okay, so the the character that we followed for two seasons is gone.
0: Right, and a copy of him is now here, and the copy is a lot like Bernie. Does that not lower the stakes somewhat? Yes, it sure does. (laughs)
1: Okay, just making sure. Our heroes arrive at the beach. The theme from the film, the Robert De Niro film, Cape Fear, is playing, and I'm wondering why... i assume it's because the genre we're in
0: now is horror
1: okay that's an easy answer sure (laughs) they're walking to an airfield and they realize they no longer need liam liam says that they should please let him go In defiance of the system, which predicts that they will do the violent
0: thing and kill him. Giggle's shirt says that he's annoyed. The the shirt is about to change three times in this scene.
1: Caleb tries to calm Liam, and Liam says, Don't get away from me, you're actually the worst one of all. Which causes Caleb to flashback to several things, including a vision of his own suicide?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the most interesting flashback is that Caleb was in the prison that sirak had underground that he had his brother in at some point and then right yeah perhaps his own suicide perhaps a part of him being at war and also maybe he killed his best friend and doesn't remember it
1: as he's flashing back liam continues to berate him when ash takes out her gun and
0: shoots liam in the chest yeah but the bullet was on the left side of liam and ash was on the right side of liam so it it could have been that caleb actually shot him but it is inferred that ash did as that occurs giggle's shirt goes from angry to anxious and ash slash giggles get out of there so i think we're unsure on who shot liam in that moment it, it the show wants us to believe that it was ash but maybe it was caleb liam was yelling at him that he's the worst one inferring that he was the one who killed his friend francis played by kid cutty not from clinton connecticut so what's that and okay but you're right caleb is having a bunch of flashbacks he's going through a whole lot right now tripping balls still on this very powerful five drip drug
1: His friends leave. None of the several bystanders inside the shot notice that a dude has been shot or that people are running away.
0: I mean, the bystanders are like also running down the pier at full speed. They're all having a lot of existential crises on the beach. And Liam lays down in the ocean with Caleb trying to hold the wound so he doesn't bleed out. And they have one last conversation before Liam's untimely death. Liam's last words are you did it and Caleb desperately calls out who do you think I
1: am who do you think I am
0: but we will not know in this moment so we just have to say goodbye to John Gallagher Jr we lost three major or two major roles in one side role but we think we lost three actors in this episode and and that's more that's a lot Serac learns that Dolores
1: did this whole ruse in order to access his files. We get some more flashback. In a desert somewhere, Dempsey tells Serac that it is pointless, ultimately, to try to control humanity.
0: This is Dempsey Sr. Yes,
1: um, from Clinton, Connecticut. Correct. Serac tells him that he wants to bring him to finish off one of the outliers predicted to bring about the end of the system Dempsey says that they should just disclose what they've been doing to the world and Sarok says that he's run that model and that would destroy the world which means whoopsie Dolores might have just destroyed the world
0: yeah which could be her voyage that she wanted to be on in the first place he
1: brings Dempsey to a crashed jet the wreckage of a crashed jet and Dempsey's immediately like oh it's my jet <laughs> yeah and not for one moment like
0: this is ominous
1: Sarok's like, yeah, it's too bad you didn't make it. And then bashes his brains out against part of the wreckage. Which is just like, well, if you're going to go through the trouble of crashing his jet, why don't you just crash it with him
0: on it? Oh, um, because there couldn't be a long monologue with exposition in it if that wasn't <laughs> the case. So goodbye, Jefferson Mays from Clinton, Connecticut, both Dempseys. So that is four deaths in one episode. At the
1: airfield, Sarok finally contacts Dolores and he threatens her. And Dolores says that everyone in the past who tried to control her are now dead, which to me is actually a bad point to make because both Arnold and Ford used her as a pawn in their own schemes to orchestrate their own deaths. So it's like, yeah, they're dead, but they still used you
0: in the process. And it was this moment that I felt the farthest away from Ford I had ever felt this entire series, even though they were. Talking about him.
1: Serac implores Dolores to end her crusade and argues that given the time, he thinks the system can change mankind for the better. Dolores is like, just like you, how you changed your brother.
0: Ooh. Yeah, Sickburn.
1: And she says it's time that everyone wakes up. Serac looks down at his watch and there are outliers flaring up all over the watch. Yeah, the watch is going crazy. Pretty lame response from Serac the whole show. The best he could come up with was Maeve, who got taken out after like three fight scenes. And a couple of goons who ultimately
0: couldn't even kill a single member of Dolores' party. Emerge by Aesha Spooner plays... Caleb gets handed something by, assumably, a RICO agent who says that he doesn't know what's in there. He's just dropping it off. Caleb sees the dried blood on his hands. We have to wonder what's in that bag. And based on a next time on Westworld, it seems the next place that Dolores and Caleb are going are back to the park, baby. So what are they bringing there? Dolores insists that people have the right to know,
1: but Caleb isn't sure they've done the right thing. Dolores reminds him that you wanted to know... The truth about the path that had been laid out for you. And his reply is, maybe I'm not like other people. To which Dolores (laughs) says,
0: neither am I. And then he should have been like, oh, really? Couldn't tell. Didn't know. I knew. I got it. My overall impression
1: from this episode is that we're moving so quickly. Right. And that because this is so disconnected from seasons one and two, it's like we're going to set up a self-contained conflict and resolution in just these eight episodes. So it's. It, I feel like I haven't been given that much time to care about Serac and Rehoboam, and it doesn't matter because they're going to be gone
0: soon anyway. You think so? Do you think they'll be killed off by the end of the season and it will just be a world with chaos as its foundation for Dolores to play in?
1: So what if, you know, theory time? <laughs> this yeah. would be horrible. What if at the end of season three it's like, actually everything that happened in season three was a simulation
0: run yes. by Serac, and now right. he knows
1: exactly what not to do. Yes,
0: that would be the biggest cop-out of all time, but it's very, very possible.
1: Obviously, step one, get more guys. Not enough guys. <laughs> and, uh, Dolores just ripped through them like tissue paper. Perhaps
0: give them some training with guns. Bring them to a gun range once a week for five years.
1: But yeah, didn't love this episode. Seems to me like this season three began on a high and then started to just come down and down with each new episode.
0: I liked this episode overall. There were moments that were dumb, didn't make sense. Maybe one shot should hit somebody, minus Dolores point blank. But I did like it overall. I didn't like the genre expositional dump that we got where we just had five separate genres happening. I thought that was a bit of an overkill upon a exposition-heavy episode to begin with.
1: I think they did not go far enough with the genre thing. The film noir, the film film noir one was quite good, and then all the other ones were pretty lame.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like it was just kind of clumsily laid over a lot of exposition, so it got completely diluted out.
1: But I was thinking about the last genre when Giggles is like, "This is real life." I yeah. wonder if he wasn't he wasn't making a joke there. What if like the last genre is like it just makes shit like hyper real or something? Or what would that even feel like?
0: Or is it the hyper real that he's talking about? Just the way it usually is without the overlay from the glasses like it's just everything exploded like paris but we're not even seeing it you know kind of thing
1: like in the, the the game we happy few if anyone gets that
0: reference i don't okay there were some great reddit posts this week that i very much enjoyed and we're gonna get to twitter and discord there was a wide array of reactions from fans of our podcast talking to us i really appreciate everyone writing in and telling us your feelings this week because there was a spectrum of feelings and we're going to get to all of them first i'm going to read a reddit post that i found interesting it said as mentioned by others caleb was one of serac's outliers My prediction is that the twist of the season will be that Caleb realizes he's been working for Serac the whole time. Serac is obsessed with divergences in the system, and Rehoboam predicted that Caleb was going to be one of those, one of the world-ending anomalies that needed to be changed, and we are watching his preseason reaction to the events unfolding just as Dolores escaped Westworld. Now, again, I'm not reading things that I think are 100% true. I'm just reading things that I think are interesting thoughts.
1: Yeah, I so definitely there's some big reveal coming for Caleb, probably not till the last episode, starting to feel like maybe he's not a host, because that's a little too obvious. And if he were a host, why is Dolores like going out of her way to to protect him physically when that would not be necessary? I mean, maybe she doesn't know that he's a host. If he is a host and Dolores doesn't know about it, who who built him?
0: Right. We don't know. But what I am also interested in is, I think you're right. And there is obviously going to be a Caleb twist, Caleb revelation in this season. Will there be a Ford revelation in this season? Will we be getting to the end and realize that Ford was, in fact, the smartest person in the show from the start? Or will we learn that he was just playing with his little dolls in a, his little space in the South China Sea while Serac was actually running the show of the entire world.
1: I obviously want there to be some kind of connection to Ford and the last two seasons. I really don't hope what, what is about to happen is going to... What Here's what I think is going to happen, and here's what I want to happen. What I want to happen... Is there to be some interesting, well-written connection to seasons 1 and 2 and 4 and everything that went on in the park? I don't think that's going to happen... Here's what I do think is going to happen. Dolores is going to home alone Ciroc in the park. He's going to come for her with every one of his goons, but she's going to have set up the park in such a way that the, you know, the other hosts inside will defend her. And as I said, like in the film Home Alone, I'm kind of 100% on board for that. That's
0: a good idea. I like that idea. But yeah,
1: I, I sure hope that season one and two happened, but it seems like they didn't.
0: No, and that sentiment was echoed in our Patreon only Discord. Go over to Patreon slash the Westworld podcast. Give only $1 for two extra podcasts a month. And access to our Patreon-only chat, where we asked people to tell us about their feedback on last night's episode.
1: JPod said he liked some aspects of the episode, but he thinks he agreed with what I said, that it was too rushed into eight episodes. The genre sequence was interesting, but poorly executed, which, yeah, I agree. They, they did not go far enough with that conceptually. There's so many wild things they could have done flipping between genres and all they did was kind of put a different Instagram filter on on shots of Caleb.
0: And then Kelton echoed your sentiment by saying that was bad, even the music was bad, which I did not see coming. I disagree with that, but right I think Ramanjwadi does not miss the ball ever, but I appreciate it. Oh, and um, perhaps the music they were that they were choosing during the genre sequences. I think that's up in the air for if that was good or bad. I think the genre sequence in the first place was just not a well-executed idea, so perhaps I'll give you that one. And then he also said, what was the point in the first two seasons? I don't really know, which is something that uh, you were discussing and I get.
1: And and we've only got three episodes left to wrap this all up. Not that there's much to wrap up. I honestly think from where we ended this episode, we could wrap it up in, in one episode.
0: Oh, absolutely. And by the way, we only have three episodes and then only probably two more seasons if not one more season we don't know how many more seasons we're going to get so we could be near the end of the show or or way closer to it than we actually realize we got some twitter reactions as well Lauren at Very Lovely LJ said, so lol, last week was my favorite episode of the season. Now this week is my favorite episode of the season. This season is straight fire. I haven't even begun to try to figure out anything or decipher messages. I'm just along for the ride. So Lauren likes it a whole lot.
1: Right. Well, that might go to show that, that because you and I are trying to find every little connection and, and it's not there, it's hampering our enjoyment. So maybe we should stop trying to read so much into it.
0: No, that will never happen. Marie says I don't care what anyone says. I'm still loving Westworld. I think that this season will stand the test of time. Hashtag Fisher Spooner, Hashtag Westworld season 3. So they both very much enjoy it, but I think your point is valid. Sarah at Pop Contrarian says, I mean it was basically a plot advancing episode with drug fun and Marshawn Lynch to make it more fun. Essential for the story, but not the best episode of Westworld. So that's kind of on the other, I would say that's a 2 or 3 out of 10 while we were looking at 8 to 9 out of 10s prior to that johnny k vu said i can finally watch this weekend can't wait to listen to you guys johnny hasn't been able to watch in a while but he's coming back and he's gonna get a lot to digest
1: so the next episode is called decoherence which as far as i know that is not a, a, a real word In I, I i couldn't look it up in the unabridged dictionary the word they're looking for is incoherence oh no it is a word never mind <laughs> What does it mean? Quantum decoherence is a loss of quantum coherence. Yeah, I could have told you that. Okay, for In sure. In quantum mechanics, particles such as electrons are described by a wave function, a mathematical representation of the quantum state of a system. A probabilistic interpretation of the wave function is used to explain various
0: quantum effects. That doesn't answer my question. Mm, not only did I understand every word you just said, I understood every sentence, the whole paragraph. I'm not going to explain it to you guys, because... <laughs> Yeah, you guys are smart too you don't need that but i got it i do it i know what i know what we're talking about
1: man i envy you because i did not understand
0: yeah well try to be me once in a while you know just kind of get everything don't need to spit it back or explain it back Just no. Anyway, The Next On has The Man in Black back. Thank God, right? I saw The Man in Black. You don't watch The Next On because you like to be blissfully surprised, but I am now ruining it for you. The Man in Black is back. He's not just going to be in a little room by himself. He is going to actually be doing things. Charlotte's going to be back. Caleb and Dolores are in Westworld with a bag full of something we don't fully understand. The Riot robots are going to show up. Sirach is with Charlotte. And then Maeve is back. But she looks to be back in Italy during the German occupation. And that's confusing.
1: So join us here next week when we watch Recap and Review Episode 6. If you're just listening... It means a lot to us. If you want to go the extra mile, subscribe to us in the podcast apps or on social media. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. You can follow Ryan on Twitter. He's at WestworldRyan. I'm at Men.
0: Hashtag gold. Hashtag best Twitter name all time.
1: If you really want to go the extra mile, you could kick us some donations on Patreon, which we got uh, several new patrons in the last week, and that was very heartwarming and exciting to see. Donating to Patreon gets you access to two bonus episodes a month, as well as a private Patreon group chat, so you can live chat with Ryan and I and all the other fans. And we're going to shout out your name at the end of every episode like we're about to do.
0: Atheism is Unstoppable. Baca Man, Brent Carol Andreas, Chris Wood, Craig, Day11Westworld, Hello underscore Yo, James Christopher, John Jers, Lee, and Major Woody. Thank you for all of the monies that you gave us. If you feel so inclined, join us on Patreon and we'd love to hear from
1: you. I'm James.
0: And I'm Ryan, and I'll see you next week for Decoherence, which is totally a word that I understand, and this is the West Westworld Podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I got to study, man. I, I didn't get that at I, all.
0: I need to read a book, like any book.